Yes. It is the Wave 97.9 WHAV. And on the line with us is Tim Carroll, president of the Haverhill Firefighters Union, ten, local 1011. And uh, Tim, good morning to you. Thanks for joining me today. Morning. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure to have you here. Um, we wanted to have you on uh, because we had a... I had a chance to have the uh, the mayor, James Fiorentini, on last week uh, as the uh, discussion centered around the the budget for the uh, city for the upcoming fiscal year. And um, and a lot of the uh, conversation centered around the, the fire department. So just wanted to get you on the air to uh, talk about your take as far as uh, the the budget goes for the fire department and staffing and things like that. So, yeah, Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, he spoke of, you know, the fact that the firefighters are holding up the budget and the council uh, and we're a special interest group. <laughs> you know, he's the only one that has a special interest group. I don't know how a fire, a fire union can be a special interest group. We uh, we support the candidates that support us. But, yeah, the, the council is looking for $600,000, which is a, a quarter of 1% of the overall budget. You know, that's to give us staffing and to give children's uh, mental health more money. And, you know, and it won't, and the mayor's claiming that if he gives that money, there's going to be loss in services, and uh, and that's not true. There'll be no loss in services for another $600,000 into the budget. You know, he's got over $50 million in opera in reserves in the city right now that he could easily take the money out of without causing anybody to increase their taxes or any of that information. Uh, but the problem, the problem is that the fact of the matter is for 19 years, the mayor and the fire union hasn't got along. And this is everything the mayor does with us is to hurt us in some way, shape or fashion. You know, he's trying to take to put our firefighters out of dispatch and put civilians in there, which in turn would cost the city another 50 to a hundred thousand dollars a year in salaries and overtime, overtime on top because the civilians can't, can't work 24 hour shifts, uh, so that would cost the city more money, and he doesn't care about the cost of, and that aspect because he just wants to punish the firefighters any way, shape, he can. You know, we get caught up in our, sta- our staffing debate, but the fact of the matter is when we go for a th- from a three-man truck to a four-man truck, it's a 68% less chance of injury, and it's tw- 25 to 50% more increase in ability to get work done on a fire scene. Uh, these are these are huge numbers. And, you know, we take it, what happened to us in in West Newbury on uh, Saturday night, where one of our members got injured. Uh, that may have been prevented with another person on the truck. You know, uh, because if we had while our member was on the ground going through a situation, we the other two members were on that truck were on the roof, cutting a hole, and not being able to take care of the, the member who was ha- going into uh, getting ill from uh, smoke inhalation. Uh, so you know these are these are things that you know we keep arguing and and he keeps telling us we're wrong on you know staffing is there's a difference between adding staffing to the truck and adding staffing with a, an increase in manning numbers you know so uh, as far as the uh, the staffing goes uh, if I have the numbers right it's uh, right now it's it's three per truck plus a deputy and what what the uh, union would like was uh, four per truck or five per truck. No, we would we would like uh, only four. So we originally, when we sat went to council, we we had a plan to get to twenty uh, firefight twenty five firefighters over five years, which would get us two more trucks in the city. 
that you can't do that overnight. It doesn't. It can't be done. So now we're four, almost three and a half years into the first time we sat in front of council asking for a staffing increase. So what we're looking for now is to increase engine three and engine one from three three person apparatus to four person apparatus. Uh, with Haverhill Fire is one of the original gateway cities. Haverhill, the city of Haverhill is, and of all the gateway cities in the state of Massachusetts, Haverhill is the lowest staffed department in, of all those gateway cities. So you know we're we're not trying to get ahead. We're not trying to gain more overtime money to, from the mayor to give us the. So he's trying to give us four positions in the budget and take four out of dispatch that will give us the eight people we're looking for. But the problem is that for another $9,000 per person cost-wise, you can, you can add to the minimum manning spot, which would, would it help us decrease injury and help us be safer on the fire ground. He doesn't want that because if you just give us the bodies and we have, we right now, Every day, we have, 98% of the time, we have one person off shift, whether that's injury, vacation, sick leave, uh, family sick leave. That we have one, 98% of the time, there's one person not working during the shift. So that means if you – and then we have another two people out 60% 60, 60 of the time. So 60% of the time, even if he adds the bodies to the trucks without adding to the minimum manning, we'll never, have a, we'll never be over the complement we have now. So we're trying to get it so we can we can have that complement filled. So now we're, we're always running with a 21 with, with the minimum. Those numbers add up to 19 that we have now. We're looking to add it up. Those numbers that add up to 21. We run with that number all the time. That means that we're going to be safer on fire scenes. We're going to have more bodies to do things. You know, uh, you try to move a two and a half inch line like they were the other night in West Newbury. With three guys, it's it's nearly impossible. But with that fourth person on that line, that line becomes movable. And those are those are big challenges we face on everyday fires, and even even to say on everyday calls. We, you know, we have a, we do we respond to more than a hundred different co types of calls in the city, from anywhere from cardiac arrest to to uh, a cut on your cut on your arm to breaking your leg to a car accident to a fire to a master box, to a, a sprinkle of head going off. There are, there are hundreds of call, different calls we go to on a daily basis. If, if you get a flood in your basement, the people you call to come pump out your basement is the fire department when you call them. Well, that's who goes and does that. So there's a, there's a ton of things that we do that are accounted for. Last year we did almost 9,000 calls. That's, that's, that's a lot of calls compared to where we were eight, 19 years ago when the mayor took over. Hmm. You know, to quote Bill Masek, you know, uh, the Haverhill needed James Ferentini at one point, but Haverhill has moved on and James Ferentini hasn't. You know, he's still running the city the way he did when he, we were going into receivership. It's not where we are today, you know, 19 years later. Have uh, have you had a chance or have any city councilors reached out to you from the, the last city council meeting? I speak to the five councilors. I've spoken at some point in time to all five councilors who are uh, – on our side, the four who haven't, the four who are planning not to vote in our direction, have not reached out. We have not spoken, you know, and, and we do appreciate some of the things those councils have done. We appreciate chairs and, and UTVs, but that's not what we're looking for. We've been coming to the council for almost four years asking for staffing increase, and 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 we sh should be grateful we're getting chairs and, and, and UTVs, which we are. But that doesn't help what we're looking for. We're not even, we we haven't been in contract in over a year. 
because the mayor's never going to give us the, you know, these guys work for pennies, you know, and, and I'm talking that not trying to make it about money. It is not. We're trying to make it about safety. We never, we haven't asked to, to any raises. We're not asking for money. We're asking for, for, to st- give us adequate staffing and, and it can't be done. And he's not, he won't do it. He's doing anything in his power to, to get around that. And now that we have a council that'll stand up to him, you know, it's a good thing for us. And it's a good thing for the city because at the end of the day, whether the council votes down his budget or not, he can present a 112 budget. It's still on him. It's not on the council. The council does their job and says, we don't like this budget unless you give us what we need to fulfill the budget. And he decides that he, he's going to be stubborn and doesn't want to do a 112 budget. You know, the fire, on July 1st, the firefighter is going to show up to work whether, whether we're being paid or not. That's just how we do things. We're not the other departments. Maybe the other departments won't show up to work because there's no budget in the city and the mayor wants to try to hold everybody hostage for no budget. But the firefighters will show up to work. We always show up to work. We always show up for the people of this city. Now we ask the people in the council to stand up for us, and, and they're doing it, and it's, a, and it's a good thing. This is how politics is supposed to be work. You know, they keep hearing about compromise. We, we compromise. We've compromised from 25 down to 21, you know, and that's over four years, and we still can't get what we, any closer to where we want. What, what compromise number is going to work to stay at 19? So we should compromise the, the number that we're at now. That's a that's a compromise. So uh, what? So I would just want to make sure I get the numbers right. So uh, you're at 19 now per shift, and you want you you would like to have 21 per shift. But and uh, actually, it seems like if you could get one more per shift, that would account for people who are. There's always somebody out, somebody sick, somebody hurt, something like that. You know, there there would be room to negotiate something if if we were going to keep if we were keeping the fight dispatches in in fire alarm and uh, keep our firefighters in in dispatch, then we probably would be okay with going to a twenty twenty man minimum for the time being, and then 20, look at twenty one next year. But again, the, the mayor the mayor has refused to meet with me in any way, shape, or form. He's told countless people he will never speak to tim carroll again it's very hard to get things done when you have to go through a middleman on everything and and trust me a year ago this time oh actually a year and a half ago this time i called the mayor when he was going to hire the connecticut chief and i told him that you know it was a bad idea and and we talked and i talked to the connecticut chief and and i kind of the union kind of forced the mayor's hand to go with our chief because he was the best candidate for the job and he's proven to be the best candidate for the job and at the end of the day, the mayor felt I owed him, and the union owed him. After not 18 years of treating us like crap, we didn't owe anybody anything. So when Colin LePage, when the mayor, we went to the mayor about staffing in October, right before we endorsed Colin LePage, and the mayor told me to pound sand, and I said, okay, my membership's going to endorse Colin LePage. There's nothing I can do at this point. Mm. And, and he decided that because we endorsed Colin LePage, that, that we were public enemy number one again, and after months and months of, of, of offering me thing and everything under the sun to not to, to stay out of the election, we went to the election because we needed staffing, and he wasn't going to give it to us. All right. Well, it's it's going to be uh, interesting to see how how the uh, city council figures it all out, and uh, you know, I guess the uh, the bottom phrase is uh, to be continued, right? Yeah, I mean, we're going to see what happens Tuesday night. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping and praying that the council does what they say they're going to do and hold, hold the mayor accountable, and we can see what happens. It gives us another week to see if we can work something out before the mayor's forced, 
forced into a 112 budget. Uh, I, I, you know, at the end of the day, the mayor has 99% of the power in the city of Haverhill. And until we get a charter change, that's the way it is. So if the council has to do what they, they, they have to, to hold this up and they got to do what they have to, and they're not the ones responsible for that. The mayor is. All right. Well, uh, Tim, thank you very much for for joining me, and it's interesting to you know, hear your side of the story, and and uh, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. It is the Wave ninety seven nine WHAV, and on the line with us is Haverhill Mayor James Fiorentini. And uh, Mayor, good morning. Thanks for joining me today. Good morning. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you okay. Can you hear me okay? Hello, hello. hello. Oh, loud and clear. Absolutely. <laughs> Great. And I'm happy that we have a chance to talk with you today. And I thought you'd like to share your thoughts about what happened at the city council meeting last night concerning the budget. Well, it was, you know, it was very, very unfortunate, and I'm very disappointed. City council once again held up the budget. Cities have to operate on budgets, and this is their big opportunity, one time a year to pass a budget. And once again, as in the past few years, they haven't passed it. This time, because of uh, pressure that they're getting, and I understand it, I'm not being critical, from the firefighters' union. Now, unions have a job. Their job is to lobby for more money for their members, or to press us, the executive, for more money for their members. But we have a job as elected officials. We don't just represent special interest groups, or we shouldn't, we shouldn't just represent unions who may be politically powerful. We have to represent the whole city, the taxpayers of the city, everyone. Uh, and the firefighters are pressuring them to add more mandatory overtime uh, to their budget. And I understand why. I, I get that. Uh, but the city councilors should not be caving into this. They should be looking out for the taxpayers and the best interest of the city. So I was disappointed last night they didn't pass the budget, putting a demand on me that I add more mandatory overtime. And uh, that will cause us, if we, if we were, to, were to do that, that would cause us to have to raise taxes above 2.5%. And this is what I told them that we should not be doing at this time. A lot of people are hurting right now. They're paying more at the gas pump. They're paying more at the grocery store. They're paying more on their taxes, unfortunately. They're paying more for everything. And this is not a time where we should be raising taxes above 2.5%, particularly not for mandatory overtime in the fire department. This just isn't the right way to go. So I'm going to continue to work with them. I'm hoping that cooler heads will prevail and they will be able to work this out and get a budget for the city. Now, but, uh, the, it was it was disappointing last night. I won't I won't uh, you know kid you about that. Well, the uh, the story that we have this morning too also talked about funding for mental health. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I, that I'm all for, and uh, we've done that. But last year, on a one-time basis, we put a half a million dollars into recreation and mental health. And uh, that's been one of the great success stories of things that we've done. It was a one-time thing. And this year I sat down with the two members, two council members of the Mental Health Committee, uh, Tom Sullivan and Melinda Barrett. They both did a great job. And I gave them the amount that they asked for, $500,000, and said, look, we'll find the money and we'll do this a second time. And uh, they're the ones on the committee. They're the ones that asked for the money, and we found it and we gave it to them. Now, other people who were never involved in this, had nothing to do with mental health or recreation, never showed up to a single solitary meeting, never made a single request, 
Now we're saying, well, we want a 50% increase. Well, the committee's done a great job, and we'll take a look as we go and see if we need more money. But right now, we funded this at the level requested by the members of the committee. All right. So uh, let me go back to the the firefighters thing. So so they're talking. Uh, you say they're talking about uh, about overtime. I, I thought it was about adding more people to the trucks. No, I've already added more people. We have eight additional firefighters in the budget, four in a reserve account, and four by taking people off of dispatch and putting them into the station. So we've already done that. And in addition, we've asked for us and a study by a nationally known group uh, to do a study to see if we need more than that. And we've put in for a grant to get more firefighters. It's not about more firefighters. It's about more overtime. What they're saying is if, when those firefighters, we want them in the stations, and if one of them is out, we want mandatory overtime uh, that they have to be filled. And that's what we can't do. We can never do that as a city. That's just not the right way to go or the right thing to do. So it's not about staffing. We've already agreed to a staffing increase. I'm not sure it's necessary, but we did it. Uh, but what we can't do is pad the overtime budget, and that's what they're asking for. Oh, okay. It's, it's, and it's, I, not, it's not about staffing, and it's not about safety. It's right. about money, and everyone should be clear about that. So it's not about, uh, like, minimum staffing per truck? It is. It's about minimum staffing. Uh, but that's about overtime. Minimum staffing means that if one person is out, you have to pay another person at overtime to come in and fill that position. It's not about safety. It's about money. All right. Well, uh, I'm sure you have meetings scheduled with uh, city councilors or will uh, over the next uh, couple of days. Well, I don't, actually. I've submitted a budget. I've compromised and compromised and compromised. I've given them virtually everything they want. And, you know, this goes on every single year, uh, where every year the council holds up the budget. They have no right to add to the budget. They can only cut it. They've never cut a single dime. They've never gone through line by line and said, this is where we can cut, this is where we can cut. Every year they hold up the budget and demand that we spend more and tax more. And at some point, the taxpayers of this city have just had enough. We have to fund vital services. It's always a balance. But uh, you can't do everything. I don't have any meetings scheduled. I'm just hoping that the cooler heads will prevail. We'll have a budget, and then we'll keep talking. All right. And now uh, something else is uh, going on today. The well, we've uh, already put. Oh, go ahead. Well, we've already put. We've already added additional positions, and that's already in the budget. We've added four additional firefighters, plus taking four out of dispatch. So we've already added eight positions. But again, it's not about staffing. It's about mandatory fill which is what we got rid of 20 years ago in the police department. You just can't do that. You have to keep the city safe. You have to have adequate services. And you have to balance that with the taxpayer's ability to pay. I know there's some on the city council that never met a dollar they couldn't spend and think there's an oil well in the back of City Hall. And I understand that, but uh, I have a, bal a budget that I have to balance. Well, maybe they'll find some oil in that uh, retaining wall that they're digging up. <laughs> Maybe we're knocking the wall down by the city all looks great. You know, I think the city really looks good. And I really want to commend our DPW and uh, Havel Brightside program. There's flowers all over town. There's new trees that are being planted. Uh, that we're putting in sidewalks all over the city. 
I think the city looks good. I'm really proud of this city. And a lot of that is residents also. I drive around the city. I see so many residents fixing up their homes. And I know that for some of them, things are tough, and we're going to get through this. All right. Well, Mayor, anything else you'd like to add this morning? You know, we have a great summer coming up. Let's all enjoy it, and let's have cooler heads get together and make sure the city has a budget so that our great employees can keep working. Thanks. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. April Mayor James Fiorentini, our guest this morning here on The Wave, 97.9 WHAV. Wake up with Wynn Damon weekdays from 6 to 9 a.m. on 97.9 FM, WHAV. Catch the wave, WHAV.